All right, we ready? Let's ready. Go. All right, we're rolling. Welcome to LBS Talks episode number three. Um, we're just uh, here with me and Alicia, and uh, we got some topics to talk about. So um, first thing we talk about is some new equipment. Um, we made some investments on some microphones and some recording equipment to make sure that... Um, you get the best quality for your listening pleasure because uh, audio is pretty important when it comes to uh, podcasts. And not to say that you won't be getting some uh, recordings of me in the car because that seems like the only time I have time to record these things. But we'll try and use this, this equipment to uh, Make sure that we got some good quality. Um, so we are one week out. I am one week out from a meet um, <clears throat> that I'm doing. Along with four others. And who three are, others. Who are those other three? Ariel. Ariel. Junior and Ayana. All right. So there'll be a total of four of us competing. This meet is actually in Long Beach. Long Beach, California. At, I think it's called Excel. Yeah. CrossFit. And that's happening on Saturday the 2nd. So this... Well, will not only that, you should say that all four of you are going there to break or set records. That is uh, correct. We will be setting and breaking and um, dominating that event, I bet. Uh, <laughs> not to sound too... Uh, too cocky about it, but we will be setting some records. This is a uh, drug-tested um, meet, a USPA-sanctioned uh, meet, which is um, going to be drug-tested. Um, so, um, for those of you that um, are it's quite... It's first drug-tested meet. It's, yeah, all four of us um, are doing our first drug tested meet. So the USPA is trying to push hard on some drug testing meets um, throughout their uh, regions uh, to kind of compete with the USPAL, uh, which is kind of under fire right now for their drug testing policies and people popping for, for uh, PEDs. So that's cool so we'll be competing next week saturday um december 2nd i don't know when this is going to drop so uh hopefully this will drop prior to us going to the meet um so i'm going to talk about how meat prep went so we decided to uh, dabble in a little uh, juggernaut type of program this this um, go around marissa inda marissa inda's um version of the juggernaut uh it was pretty difficult i don't think do we have a full 12 weeks of uh training yes 13 13 13 weeks so it was pretty hard wasn't we weren't used to well i should say i'll just speak for me i wasn't used to the amount of volume that um that well, joke. I can say that um, Ariel wasn't used to it either. Yeah, I don't think any of us were. We're used to the the uh, one, two rep type of uh, <laughs> of training. So this was uh, an experience. Um, and at one week out, I can say that I think I am looking back at the, the training, I think it was well worth it. Yeah. It was... Uh, 
it paid off. Um, in weeks, what, five, six, seven, I was hating it. I said, this isn't going to work. This is stupid. I'm going to get hurt. And No, I think it was from day one. From, probably from day one. Because you You're had right. to rep out like five by eight. Yeah, it was kind of hard. Uh, so at one week out and uh, testing... This past week, we've been testing our our openers and possible second attempts, and I can honestly say that I'm ready. I think I'm ready to uh, put up some numbers, uh, big numbers for myself at least. Uh, <clears throat> so as far as your, you've been with the other three more than I have. What do you think their, uh, their take on that training was? Um... Well, Ayana did it halfway through, so she's going to run the program again because she's competing for the February meet. I want to say that Junior and Ariel did awesome on it. And Ariel is like me where she doesn't follow programs. So she actually, we made a deal to follow at least seven weeks, and she ended up doing all 13. And she's ready. She's hit a lot of PRs during this this meet, I mean this meet prep. Junior is hitting many PRs, and what's interesting about him is, and what I'm proud of, is he is gonna be doing his third meet with his third different weight class, which is very unheard of. Yeah, to do- To be uh, stronger and- And uh, speaking from what he was telling us is that he's actually uh, gotten stronger as his weight went down. And he's dropped three, two, this is his third weight class. He yeah. went from 220 to 181. So historically, people actually get weaker when they drop weight, especially in bench. Uh, bench is a, um, I guess, a fat man's movement. Uh, most people are stronger in bench when they're at a heavier uh, body weight. <clears throat> um, Ariel could be setting records depending on um well she would be setting records regardless but depending on where she weighs in friday morning she could either weigh in at uh she could be in the 104 weight class i mean the 105 weight class or the 114 yeah so either way she's going to set records in either one of those classes um and like i said the um we're all going to be shooting for some uh american and uh state records in this upcoming meet and um uh, it should be fun. Uh, that is that meet's going to be put on by um, our friend down at Nas Power, uh, Lord Elliot. Uh, he puts on some awesome meets. Um, so we've competed in a few meets, and we know what a good meet uh, director can do and what a bad meet director can do. And um, I got to say, his meets are are top notch. Um, speaking of training. And um, <clears throat> writing programs, and you know, we we kind of got this program. It's a juggernaut uh, hybrid from Marissa Enda. What do you think about hiring a coach? Do you think hiring a coach is is um, money well spent? Is it good for somebody who's just getting into sport? Is it um, you know, what 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 do you what is your uh, your uh, view of hiring? one of these uh, coaches to program you for a meet? Uh, I truly believe in it. I know that some people don't. Um, I think if you're going to hire a coach, you have to, one, know yourself. Two, um, 
get to know them. So like anything you need, if you're going to invest in something, you're going to investigate about it, right? And and learn about it. That's, I believe truly in hiring a coach because you need to have somebody to be accountable to. Yeah. I think it's uh, super important to do your research when it comes to hiring a coach. Um, very. Very. I mean, you're not just going to go buy a car without knowing what you're buying. You're just not going to just hop into this car and say, well, I want this car. Um, no, you, you're going to do your, you have to, if you're thinking about, um, hiring a coach out there, you need to do your research on that coach. And, uh, I would actually, my personal, personal opinion is that, um, if I was a coach, um, I wouldn't take a new client, especially like an online type of coach. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I don't believe in online coaches. For beginners. For beginners, right. Because for a beginner, you if you're a beginner, you really need to find a um, strength training gym in your region or wherever you live. You need to find a strength tra- training gym and go there and get some guidance from some people who know. Uh, online training, online coaching, I call it online programming because that's all it really should be is a program. Somebody's writing your program because an online coach cannot identify weaknesses through videos. He cannot coach you at that particular moment when you're lifting. All he can see is the after. Right. He, oh. he watches he or she watches um, video after. Not only that, I've seen a couple people in our gym only post their good set. So the coach only sees the good set. They don't see the five million sets that you failed before that or right. after that. And, you know, coaching, um, giving cues, especially yes. cues are very important during a lift, um, whether it be, you know, hips or uh, um, strong Shoulders, back, elbows. tight, you know, look up, you know, all these little cues are so important during a lift. And I now also for beginners, um, the reason why online coaching is not good is there's so many other things that come in a meat prep and it's emotional. That's what a lot of people don't talk about is it's not only, Oh, I'm just going to do the lift. I'm going to follow the program. There are days where you're as a coach, you're basically reminding the athlete why they're doing it or why they shouldn't quit or why they need to do it this way or that way. Right. So, um, okay. So let's talk about somebody who is experienced. Okay. So somebody who is experienced, what do you think about writing your own program? Do you think writing your own program is a good thing or a bad thing? Um, cause okay. For me. Okay. Let's say me. Right. I am honest with myself enough that, yeah, I can write my own program. I am also honest enough to say that I will not follow it or any program because I'm the one that I did Juggernaut. I did the Cube Method. I've done um, Marissa Indas, and basically I've gotten bored. Or I'll say, yeah, I don't want to do five or five sets of eight. I'll just do three by four, which everybody knows I'm wrong for. Right. So in other words, being accountable to somebody. 
Right? Yes. Yeah. So being accountable to somebody, somebody other than yourself, because we will always try to cheat ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. During your workout, you'll be like, ah, you know what? I, I'll skip this. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. Like in my case, I am, I have a time limit. I can't just dilly dally and, and say like, okay, I'm going to take breaks between, or yes, I am going to psych myself up for this set because I am Nice. I spend 90% of my day trying to motivate other people. So who's going to motivate me? Right. So I think both of us have the consensus that we could, we could write our own programs. We, um, choose not to, uh, personally, you know, I mean, some people might write their own programs and do great. Um, but I think most people need to be accountable to somebody else when it comes to, uh, programming and, and, um, getting your, uh, your 12 weeks or however long your program is. So, um, one of the things that, um, most of us go through is trust issues with the program. Remember how I was saying during, um, Marissa week, ended. right. Week five and six, you're just doubting everything. You're doubting all your lifts. You're doubting your strength. You're doubting the, the program itself. So trusting the program is super important. I think, um, what, what do you think? A lot of people, we, we've experienced that, right? A lot of people doubting it, especially towards the end. Oh, you're writing my program right now and I doubt you every single day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know you, you're doubting the programming. Um, but, um, so tell me, um, in the end, we, I mean, cause we've gone through this a few times. It always seems to work out right to the point where once you, when you arrive at that meet, you should be peaking that that's your peak point. So, um, you yes. need to trust trust the uh, program so that when you get to that meet day, week 12 or 13, whatever the case may be, that you're peaking and that you're going to lift what you set out to lift. Right. Well, yeah. Also, I haven't actually had a real good meet prep in all my meets I've done because... I've been injured something, every single... Something or another pops yeah. up and happens. Well, shit happens, right? Life happens. Yeah. Um, so hopefully come February, this will be your first like um, complete um, prep. You know what I mean? To yes. the point where uh, there's no distractions, there's nothing. You're not doing training. the meat. I'm not doing the meat. You can focus on me. I can, I can focus on right, my clients I can handle time. you. Um, Ashley's not competing. Right. For those of you that don't know, we did a meet a while back. And we thought it'd be cool and awesome. We had uh, a ton of lifters. Um, I forget the number. Well, we have like 14, mm-hmm. 14, 15 lifters. And we were lifting ourselves. So that made it. As a family. So that made like 17 lifters all together and um if you are new to powerlifting at a powerlifting meet you need a handler you need that person that's going to think for you 
because there's all kinds of little things that you're going to forget uh, during warm-ups. Oh, what, what what should I put on the bar I've for warm-up? I've seen people forget to latch their belt when they deadlift when they're on the platform right. or walk on the platform with earphones on. Wrist sleeves, you know, simple yeah. things. You need that perk because you're, fo- you're uber so uh, focused on what you are about to do on that platform. And the last thing that you should be worrying about is the ammonia. Um, did I chalk my did I uh, chalk right. my hands? Did I put baby powder on my, my legs? Your belt. Um, you do you still have your earphones in your ears as you walk onto the platform? I've seen that many times. And I think that meat. I know I wasn't. I mean, I did hit meat PRs, but I wasn't focused on me at all. I was focused on my girls. I was focused on Ashley, and focused on you. So I think February is going to be hopefully fun. Yeah, February should be good because I can handle you. There's no, um, there's a few other people doing it, but first timers. Yeah, first timers, and um, I think we can handle. It's smaller. I'll be bringing smaller people this right, time. Right, so I think we will be able to handle the uh, the um, the handling of uh, all our lifters. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Do you trust the program? Um. Like I said, I wasn't trusting the program, but um, at this point, I feel great. I, f- I feel like I'm going to do well. I'm going to do good in this meet, um, and I, I can't help but trust it now. You know what I mean? So I am uh, ready. I feel good about it. I'm ready to do it. Yes. You know, um, I was... I was listening to, I, I listened to some uh, podcasts and I listened to some inspirational uh, talks and this and that. And one of the things that came up is like uh, the 5%, right? Remember Rich Piana, Rich Piana, who uh, passed away, he had the 5% uh, nutrition company. But uh, for those of you that know, um, his saying was uh, something about the 5%. 5% of the population are the ones that will put in the work, um, will see things through. Um, so like a perfect example is our gym. Um, 5% of lifters will come to our gym because they know 5% of the population of Lamar, right? (laughs) They know that our gym, um, our, our gym is a place that they'll get better. And only 5% are willing to put their... Um, Leave their egos at the door. And just be brave enough to walk in the door. Be brave. So if you're a member of LBS or any strength training gym, powerlifting gym, um, you are special because to most, of the pe- most people are intimidated by, by these big guys um, throwing around weight, um, even though they're the nicest people in the world and will help you um help you in in a lifting capacity much more uh frequently than in a commercial gym commercial gyms are bullshit and they uh they uh they would rather laugh at you than help you um so um five percent i think that's a a cool saying that um you are part of the five percent that is willing to uh try willing to do willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and uh do it well 
Yeah. Our gym is intimidating. Even when the girls left, it's intimidating to me, and I'm I own the gym. Yeah, some people when they watch videos of our either our guy lifters or our girl lifters, um, they'll either have two um, ideas about it. They'll be like, they have to lift a certain weight just to be able to be in this gym, right? Or they're going to get judged on how they lift or right. what they look like, or yeah, they're either um, oh my god, I want to lift that much weight. I want to be like that. I want to beat that person in the video. I want to lift more than that person in that video. Or they're the latter half. They're they're um, the ones that say, "Oh, I can't lift that much. Um, I'll never be able to." Or lift they that say, much. "Oh, I'm not into um, powerlifting." They think that LBS is just a powerlifting gym, right? And it's not. Oh, it's not. And it's it's not a it's a it's a strength gym. I'm not stupid. We we built it because. We pick the equipments that are in there for certain reasons. And it's obviously it's working if 90% of my girls that are in there actually gotten better, look better, and are stronger. So there must be a reason, and it's not only that we only power lift. I think that's what I get upset about is people judge us thinking that we actually judge them <laughs> right? when we don't. No, we don't. So um, like I was saying, I watch a lot of uh, inspirational videos and stuff like that because um, I want to be inspired. I want to be uh, a uh, leader. I want to be a... Good father. Everything. I want to be uh, very positive, right? So I watched this, um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck this up. But um, <laughs> there was this, there was this speaker who said, eighty percent, eighty percent of the population can do whatever you do, right? Eighty percent gets up in the morning. Eighty percent uh, brushes their teeth. Eighty percent gets in their car and drive. So eighty percent of the population can do what you do, right? And then uh, he goes on to say that um, uh, 15% of the population can do um, something something Extra. special, right? Like a, like a doctor, like a doctor or whatever. A Navy SEAL. Right. So, well, no, Navy SEALs, now you're getting into the 5%. Okay? Oh, okay. Navy SEALs are, are, are the 5% of the population, right? They're the ones who are willing to sacrifice things and uh, do things that other people aren't willing to do. And he goes on to say that um, there's five words, five words that will kill anything, five words that will kill your dreams, five words that will kill uh, your, your aspirations, five words. These five words are, I don't have the time. Right. So those five words right there kill everything. They kill your dreams. Um, so if you're not willing to put in the work, put in the time, because um, who has time? Right. Um, nobody has time. But you need to be able to adapt and be able to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You need to be able to rise above and sacrifice. That's a, that's, that's a good word. You need to be able to sacrifice, um, in order to, uh, get better in order to, um, achieve. So, um, all of you guys out there who make the excuse of, I don't have the time, those five words, take that out of your vocabulary and make shit work. 
Or you can say me and I do completely understand. Is that five? Nope, that's four. That's four. <laughs> that's four words. <laughs> so uh, don't do the four words. Uh, do the five words. Uh, so you need to make the time. Um, we all have we all have issues in our life. We all um, work paycheck to paycheck. We we I mean everybody's been there. Uh, everybody struggled. Um, you need to just uh, find that inner, inner strength and I think persevere and and. Do it. It starts with you need to make a goal. Because you can talk all day long about being motivated and everything, but what are you motivated for? Right. What are you doing this for? Right. Why why the hell are you fucking going in? Oops. Are you going into the gym every day to go squat three times your body weight? What are you doing it for? What's right. the goal? Yeah. Why are you posting all these damn videos on Instagram and saying, oh, look, I'm a powerlifter or I hit this. What's the goal? I think on anything, you need to make a goal first. I believe in goals. I don't care if it's my goal like this week. My goal this week was to do cardio every single fucking day. Right. Small goals. Small you, goals. You need to small make small goals. Small goals equal to the big right. reward at the end. And you have to be patient. You know, you know what you know what the most important thing is is patience, because if you're expecting results tomorrow, within an hour, next week, next month, next year, you're gonna fail. You need to be patient. This is this is a long game. We are playing the long game. Um, for some people, things fall in their laps. Things just happen. Um, but you need to be patient. You need to be super patient. Um, if if um, like I said, if you're if you're expecting to succeed in what you're doing overnight, then you've already lost. You've already lost the game. Um, you need to be patient. Everything is about patience. And yes. And yes. And willing to fail. Willing to fail. Failure is uh, failure is there is no failures. There's only lessons, right? So if you fail, what is that? That's a lesson. A lesson to not do it again, to not fail again. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. So don't be insane. Oh my God, that's me on cardio. Don't don't do cardio. Don't be insane. Um, ooh, I was listening to a um, talk with um, a uh, person. I forget who it was, but um, and. Don't mind the facts. The facts are usually wrong. Um, but he was talking about core. And the reason why I talk about core today is um, um, the core is super important, right? So he was talking about your core being, it's a uh, stabilizer muscle. Oh, is it? Yes. It's, it's a stabilizer. <laughs> it stabilizes. It's, no, really? It's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And do you do your core? I, I should do more. I should do more core, but, um, yeah, it's very, it was a very interesting, uh, talk that this guy had and he was explaining that the core, you know, he was saying that sit-ups are actually bad for you because, uh, the core muscles are not, um, engaged. They're not like, a, like, like what's the word I'm looking for? They're not a, um, reactive muscle. It's a, it's, um, it's a, it's a stabilizing muscle. Your core is not just one muscle. Your core is your whole torso. Correct. It wraps around your whole body. 
It so, is what moves you. I don't know what brought me on the core, but I needed to do more core. Um, core is what's going to make you uh, be able to walk when you're 110 years old and not break your hips. Very important. Very important. I need to do more core. Um, yeah. My core is pretty strong, but no. but it's uh, I just don't do enough uh, no. core work. Um, I think we are done. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about from this past week? Anything that, that happened? Every single one of my people are awesome. Yes. This is shout out to all LBS members. Um, you guys are awesome. You guys uh, inspire us every day. You guys come into the to the gym to work out. When I feel like shutting down, somebody always surprises me. Yeah, you guys are super inspirational. Um, you think that we inspire you is the other way around. You guys really inspire us um, to see certain people um, achieving um, physical goals as well as mental goals, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, both goals um, is is amazing. Where it's it's super amazing to see these um, girls and guys um, achieving these goals. Um, to see guys that come in with knee problems, shoulder problems, and they get their their ass in there and they work. It's super. I want to just say one thing before we leave: is that powerlifting gets a lot of shit, right? I know we all make a lot of jokes like, oh, we're the, we're the fat bodybuilders <laughs> and everything. But there's more to powerlifting than just the numbers. And it's about the feeling or the emotion that comes with it and the confidence. And I think that's what people don't understand on why we do it or why... 90% of LBS is girls and moms. It's because they have this confidence that they lost, that they forgot who they were. And they have this strength that they forgot that they had. And when they lift that weight, they find it again. And it, it's not even in the weight anymore. It's about they realize how gorgeous they are or how they don't need that asshole boyfriend or they could do that job that they never thought that they could do. That's what powerlifting is about. And that's what LBS is about. That's all I want to say. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> that's right. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, and um, we are done. We are done. Um, so. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Um, make sure that if you like our uh, podcast um, and you want to see more, make sure on uh, Apple iTunes that you give it a five star. Um, give it a five star liking um, on the uh, Apple iTunes. And if uh, you're watching this on the YouTubes, then uh, give it a thumbs up. Greatly appreciated. Uh, give it a subscribe. All that good stuff. And we will catch you on the next one, episode four. Thanks. <laughs>